you want to know what the parallel universe nonsense is about? That's what this post is. Um, so lots of people who are not on the Anita collaboration. So these are people who are not on the Anita collaboration are talking about this topic of how NASA scientists may have uncovered a parallel universe. Well, as someone who is actually on the collaboration and also deeply interested in making science communication more accessible, I figured I would blog about the science that is getting twisted around to make tabloids. And also that prompted me to also record this audio. And I'm going to publish this in my blog and I'm going to only publish things that are already public. So I talk about this in a YouTube video I made as well, which is that in science, if you're part of a collaboration, you cannot just make an announcement on your own. The collaboration makes an announcement. So I only share with you things that are already public. So I can talk about it because it's already public. Um, and also just to be like really careful and just to kind of know how it works, if there is a big announcement, it will come out as either a press conference or a journal paper in a notable peer-reviewed journal article, not in some kind of magazine or something like some who knows what's their face author uh, who is not on the collaboration. It's not going to happen like that. So just be aware of how science is done and also how science is published. Science is not published through Daily Star or New York Post or whatever the heck these other things are. And some of these journals may even be big ones, but they're not scientific peer-reviewed journals, so you cannot really believe what they say. And I will not be sharing any links to any of these tabloids because those clickbait articles have already made enough money off of mis misinforming the public and creating sensation without actually educating anyone about science. So I have nothing against parallel universes. I'm just saying that that's not something we've published and that is not coming from our collaboration. And instead, I can talk about the science that we have published and the science that then mutated, I guess, is how our PI likes to say it, Peter Gorham, um, into this kind of thing that's in the news now. And I keep seeing these headlines and I'm like, oh my God, I guess I'll talk about the science so the only consolation prize of this is this increases enthusiasm for particle astrophysics. If that happens, I'm all for the increased enthusiasm part. Yes, it is a very cool and awesome field to be in and has involved experiences of a lifetime, even as a graduate student. So I would feel encouraged if this is creating more enthusiasm. By all means, I hope Congress funds particle astrophysics more. We're a small but extremely hardworking community of scientists. So I'm all for that, but I'm not all for misinforming the public. So hopefully in this post and in this episode, I can inform the public a bit better on what kind of science is going on. So some ANITA acronyms. ANITA stands for Antarctic Impulsive Transient Antenna. And V-pole, this might be something you see quite a bit in our articles, that stands for vertically polarized. So you can have signals that are vertically polarized or V-pole or horizontally polarized or H-pole. That is what is going on. Okay, so you might be aware of like Polaroid sunglasses where your sunglasses do something with the polarization to like make your eyes feel better. 
that's what's going on. We also deal, we're also in the business of light and electromagnetic waves, and those things have a polarization associated with them. Uh, and that's something that comes up in our work. So I'm sharing an excerpt from my already public thesis here. And that kind of goes over the science part of all this. And, you know, my thesis is public. Again, I can only share as just one person from the collaboration. I can only share what's already public or published. I cannot just make things up and share them like they're news or something because not not any one person is bigger than science itself and not any one person is bigger than the collaboration that does that science. So the Anita collaboration as a whole can make announcements when there are announcements to be made. The Anita collaboration as a whole can publish when there are publish, uh, publications to be uh, released. But when you see something like Parallel Universe and it's coming from just some, I don't know, some journalist or something like that, um, all due respect to journalism, but that's probably not an entirely scientific thing, right? And as we know, in this case, it definitely is not. So although built primarily for the detection of ultra-high-energy neutrinos, Anita is able to observe radio waves from extensive air showers or cosmic gray interactions in the air in a sideband channel. Neutrino candidates in Anita are expected to be primarily vertically polarized, while cosmic gray candidates are primarily horizontally polarized. Interaction of the charged particles in the air, because that's what cosmic rays are, they're actually really quite ordinary things. They're charged particles that bombard the Earth all the time, coming from the cosmos. And these charged particles in the air, when they interact with the local vertically upward pointing geomagnetic field that renders radio signal from cosmic ray candidates, its H-pole signature. So because the cosmic rays are interacting with the upward pointing geomagnetic field, because, you know, Earth has a magnetic field pointing from the South Pole to the North Pole, that's the magnetic field of the Earth. When cosmic rays interact with that, that kind of gives cosmic rays their horizontally or mostly horizontally polarized signature. This is a fortunate difference between radio signals from neutrinos and that from cosmic rays. So Anita is sensitive to cosmic rays as a side business. Anita is really in the business of detecting neutrinos, which are expected to be vertically polarized. But in a side business, we also see cosmic rays that are expected to be mostly horizontally polarized. So that's kind of nice because then that helps us to differentiate between those two. So we don't have to be confused about them. Although Anita has not yet discovered ultra-high-energy neutrinos, it has measured signals from several cosmic ray candidates. So sometimes someone's side hustle can actually make them uh, more money than their main business. I don't know if this ever happens to anyone else, but it has happened to Anita, where Anita, although built to be a neutrino experiment, it can and does detect cosmic rays and that's kind of like our contribution to science that we do, uh, as well as putting limits on models that predict neutrinos. So that's basically what we're doing. There were 16 cosmic ray candidates in the Anita 1 flight. And maybe I should have mentioned this already, but Anita has had four flights. We are a flight mission, a NASA long-duration balloon mission, 
and we've had four flights already. And when we are flying and live, that's when we detect uh, <clears throat> radio waves, hopefully from science uh, events, but we actually also detect a bunch of noise. So that's what we do. There were 16 cosmic ray candidates in the Anita 1 flight, a few in the Anita 2 flight, and about 20 in the Anita 3 flight. Fewer cosmic ray candidates were measured in the Anita 2 flight as the hardware was designed to not trigger on horizontally polarized events in that flight. There are two ways in which Anita can measure the radio signatures of extensive air showers from these cosmic rays. These are direct, which is shown on the left in my picture associated with this blog post. And then, so yeah, these are direct as shown on the left in my picture associated with this blog post and reflected as shown on the right in the cartoon or the picture shown in the blog post. Radio waves due to cosmic ray initiated particle showers in the air interacting with the local geomagnetic field can either reach the Anita payload directly as shown with a red line in the cartoon on the left side, or radio waves from the particle shower interaction with the geomagnetic field can reach the payload by reflection off of the ice as shown with, what, with two red lines in the cartoon on the right side. Unusual upgoing events. We have reported on the observation of two unusual upgoing events at the time of my um when when this thesis was written right so now i'm getting into the unusual upgoing events that has caused all the hue and cry so there are they're referred to as mystery events they were both um extensive air shower candidates mystery event one is from the nita one flight and mystery event two is from the nita three flight they were both found to be horizontally polarized events and cosmic ray-like. Whether Anita observed an, an event directly or by reflection can be determined from the polarity of the event's waveform. Typically, Anita measures cosmic ray events as reflected events whose polarity is opposite to that of directly observed events. The two mystery events had polarity consistent with that of being directly observed events, the polarity of, of mystery event two can be seen in the waveform picture that I show in this blog post. Here, the field strength in millivolt per meter is in the vertical axis and time is in the horizontal axis. A dip or trough in the waveform can be seen. This trough would be a peak for an event of opposite polarity. So the trough would be a peak, right? That's the how, how the polarity is shown. It can be seen from the cartoon that directly observed EAS events or extensive air shower events in Anita have shallower elevation angles than those observed by reflection off of the ice. Directly observed cosmic ray events are relatively rare and usually observed at shallow angles of a few degrees below the horizontal. Both mystery events 1 and 2 have steeper elevation angles of negative 27.4 degrees and negative 35 degrees respectively. These elevation angles are typical of reflected events, not direct. This is shown with the purple line on the right side of the cartoon that I've shown. To summarize, the mystery events had polarity consistent with being direct events, but elevation angles similar to that of reflected events. The unusualness of the two mystery events lies in the incompatibility between their observed polarity and the elevation angle at which they were seen. So the geometry is what is unexpected, right? 
in that sense. We elaborate further by summarizing the publication on mystery event one in section 7.1.2 in my thesis. And then I've got a detailed summary of mystery event one because I wrote this up in my thesis. I summarize um, the publication on mystery event one uh, that I've referenced to in my thesis. In this publication, we reported on four cosmic ray or cosmic ray-like events observed with Anita. From Anita's first flight in 2007, 16 ultra-high-energy cosmic rays air showers were reported, 13 of which were consistent with geomagnetically induced radio pulses seen in the reflection off of the Antarctic ice surface. Three of the of these 16 events in the signal box expected background was 1.6 events from the initial blind analysis were deemed background two of unknown origin and one a likely thermal noise fluctuation with no apparent signal content. Three additional cosmic rays were also found in cross-correlation analysis after unblinding, including two events that were identified as Earth-skimming cosmic rays, a previously unobserved class of events. The Earth-skimming events were directly observed and thus had opposite polarity as the reflective events. In addition to these two Earth-skimming events observed in Anita 1, another event of the same type was observed in Anita 2. On reviewing the events in the signal box of Anita 1, it was found that one of the events previously deemed background was dominated by H-pole content and consistent with geomagnetic parameters of a cosmic ray. It arrived at the payload from a direction of 27.4 degrees below the horizontal, a fairly typical angle for a reflected cosmic ray event. Interestingly, however, it did not correlate well with a reflected cosmic ray signal shape. A re-evaluation of this event led to the finding that the polarity of this event is consistent with an air shower seen directly without reflection. Naturally, then, this event was compared to the other class of cosmic rays, the Earth-skimming events. But the three Earth-skimming cosmic ray events shown in that publication have much shallower angles associated with them, namely 4.3, 3.3, and 3.0 degrees below horizontal, not 27.4. So the steep angle of 27.4 below horizontal of these CR-like or cosmic ray-like event poses, of this cosmic ray-like event poses interesting problems for interpretation. The publication investigates these four unusual upward directed events seen by Anita with the goal of explaining what relation, if any, these may have with the tau-lepton-initiated air showers. In case of, in case any of these events are associated with tau-leptons, then an exciting interpretation would be that the tau-lepton originated from the charged current interaction of an ultra-high-energy tau-neutrino in the ice, or more likely in the rock below the ice, and then survived long enough to produce a directly as opposed to reflected observed air shower, right? We know this. Tau leptons can also produce air showers. A radio signal detected by Anita can have a mix of polarization states. That is, it can be part unpolarized, part linearly polarized, and part circularly polarized. Stokes parameters I, Q, U, and V can be estimated for signals to figure out the different polarization components of a signal. The I parameter is for unpolarized, Q is for linearly polarized, plus Q for H-pole and Q for V-pole. U is for linearly polarized along 45 degrees. 
and V is for circularly polarized. In the case of cosmic rays, at least a few percent of circular polarization may be expected in the signal due to possible interference between the primary geomagnetic radiation and secondary Cherenkov radiation. Upon estimating the Stokes parameters for the four events, it was found that in addition to linear polarization, the two stronger Earth-skimming events have circular polarization components. Cosmic ray-like mystery event 2 has both linear and circular polarization components. The presence of circular polarization, the good correlation with the other three upward-directed cosmic ray events and with the inverted reflected cosmic ray events. Excess of noise in trailing part of the signal similar to reflected cosmic rays all support that the cosmic ray-like mystery event originates primarily from geomagnetically induced radiation. The two competing hypotheses about the cosmic ray-like mystery event are as follows. It could be a reflected cosmic ray event whose polarity got distorted by some unknown process, or it could be a direct air shower event, event caused by interactions or decay of a secondary lepton from a neutrino interaction in the Earth. The most probable candidate for a secondary lepton in the latter hypothesis is a tau lepton, after accounting for uncertainties, the minimum possible emergence angle for the hypothesized tau event is 25.4 degrees below horizontal, which corresponds to an earth chord distance of 5,460 kilometers. This chord distance is about 17,000 kilometer water equivalent, which is far greater than the standard model predicted neutrino interaction length of about 2,000 kilometers water equivalent. A neutrino with an energy of around EEV or more with standard model cross-section would not make it far enough through this earth cord to produce a tau lepton late enough for the tau to then survive long enough to produce an air shower that we would have seen. So you see that there are some problems with this, but that's why we're still working on it. Since the energies of the events are known to be of order EEV or more from the observed radio pulses, the only other parameter that can be tweaked to consider the tau hypothesis is the cross-section. It is found that for standard model cross-sections of the neutrino, more events closer to the horizon should have been seen. When the cross-section is suppressed, however, Anita's acceptance parameter or Anita's acceptance prediction for the number of neutrinos expected to be seen by India, call it apples, for such events, agree with current limits, call it oranges, with the caveat that the limits are all derived using standard model cross-sections. So you cannot compare apples to oranges in the end. However, it is interesting to see that suppressing the cross-section by a factor of about three to five, as initially estimated, uh, in the publication does make the cosmic ray-like mystery event present itself reasonably as a tau neutrino candidate. But as you can probably gather, there's a lot going on here, a lot of de details and caveats that still need to be ironed out. And when I wrote this, uh, this was from a while ago. So that's that was the status then. And there have been some progress since then. Other collaborations have jumped in. Other people have jumped in to try and understand these types of mystery events. But I would say the status is very much that we still need to study uh, this kind of mystery event. The Inter collaboration is dedicated to studying this further. We are not saying that we have found a parallel universe. We are saying that we need to study this further. Please understand that and respect that.